Hi, I'm Rob. Tale number eight, Lost in a Dream. About ten years ago, I received a Facebook message from a guy named Thomas. I did not recognize his name. I was not friends with him on Facebook. The message said, Are you the Rob that went to May Valley Elementary School in New Jersey? I am the Rob that went to May Valley Elementary School in New Jersey. So I sent a reply. Yes, I am that Rob. Thomas did not reply. He just sent an invite to a Facebook group called Miss Benjamin's First Grade Class. There were only two other people in the group, with me, three other people, and then the mysterious Thomas, who was actually a friend of mine that I had just kind of forgotten about. We sat at the same table in first grade. Back then, he went by Tommy. The purpose of the group was unclear. I think he was trying to track down the entire 21-person class, but only found three of us. Then a few hours later, Tommy made a post. Please send me in a private message the memory that stands out most from your time in Miss Benjamin's first grade class. It doesn't necessarily have to be a good thing. I will share the results. I want you to send it to me privately so that other people's answers do not influence yours. It was strange, and it seemed like he was fishing for something, and then it hit me, and I knew exactly what this was about. So I typed, story time with Happy Hannah, into a message, and sent it to Tommy. Happy Hannah was a storyteller. She was not an employee of the school. She came in once a year just to do this storytime thing. Every school I went to had people like this that came and visited sometimes. I only went to school in New Jersey for one year. After that, I moved to Virginia. And in Virginia, we had a guy named Bill Wellington that would come in and sing folk songs and tell stories. We had a guy that came and did these performances as Edgar Allan Poe. Happy Hannah was like those guys. She had a banjo, and she wore a cowboy hat. She sang some fun songs that I'm sure we sang along with, and she told some fun stories. The reason we all remember her is because of one story she told. It was the last story of the day, and it was about a kid who had a bad day at school. Someone had made fun of him. He'd forgotten his rain jacket and gotten wet, so he gets home, he's not hungry, he barely eats, he goes to bed, sad and angry, and the next day he wakes up and he has another bad day, and he just can't let it go, and his days just keep going worse and worse. We follow him through his life. These bad days, that are usually bad because of things out of his control, lead to that sad, angry response that causes more bad days. And it's his responses to the bad days that end up basically ruining his life. He gets fired from his job. He never gets married. He doesn't make a lot of money. Whatever things that Happy Hannah could come up with to frighten a bunch of children that lived in the suburbs. But then it's revealed that very first bad day, where he had a bad day at school, went home, and went to bed, he was actually still in bed, sleeping and dreaming. So he was like trapped in a dream, living this terrible life. The big lesson was driven home when he woke up the next day. He realized that even though bad things would happen to him that were out of his control, 
he could do things and try and change his thoughts and his mindset so that maybe the day would still be good. He heads to school that morning. Bad things happen to him again. He gets picked on. He forgets his lunch money. But this time, he doesn't let it bother him. No matter what happens, if you have a positive attitude, you will have a good life. That was supposed to be what we took away from hearing that story. But that is not at all what I took away from hearing that story. What I took from that story was, it's possible to get trapped in a dream. And once trapped, it might be what seems like years and years before you ever wake up. Reality as you know it might be an illusion and might be on the verge of disappearing altogether. Experiences you've had might not have actually happened. That new friend you made, maybe not. Did you actually have a grilled cheese for lunch? The possibilities were endless and terrifying. For me, the impact was immediate. I shared a room with my brother, and the night before, he had been sick. My mom put me in my sister's room, and then my sister in her room with her and my dad. So I had slept in my sister's bed the night before. And her room was pink, and I think the blankets were pink on the bed, and the pillowcases were pink. There was just a lot of pink. And as I thought about the story, I saw myself laying in that bed. Was I actually still at home, in that pink room, asleep? And everything that had happened today was a dream? Which would have been really interesting, because that means that Happy Hannah would have also been a dream. So I would have dreamed about the thing that caused me to realize that I was dreaming. But that never occurred to my first grade mind. Anyway, I was now haunted by this idea. I would think about it a lot over the next few years. Even after I moved to Virginia, there were these times where I would just be taken by this thought that maybe I was still asleep in that pink room, and that I may wake up at any moment and everything would go away. And it took a different turn later in middle school. I was a nervous kid, always worried. And one day the thought hit me, what if I'm still asleep in that pink room in New Jersey? And now instead of it being frightening... I was sort of relieved by the idea. Maybe whatever potentially embarrassing thing I was worried about that day never happened, and everything's okay. So that's how Happy Hannah's story affected me. And on this Facebook group created by Tommy, I learned that it also impacted some of my classmates. Three of them, anyway. One of the people in the group had a memory of Happy Hannah, but no memory of that story at all. Some of us were having a lot of fun talking about it. This Happy Hannah person had come in trying to teach us what she probably thought was a valuable life lesson, and what she had really done was introduce some existential doubt into the lives of a bunch of first graders. It soon became clear that it was not fun or funny for Tommy. He had not had an easy life, and over the years, as he thought about the way his life had gone, he began to look for the cause, and he honed in on that story that Happy Hannah told us. He didn't think it was true or that he was living in a dream. He thought that it had created an uncertainty and an unease in his young mind, which stayed with him for the rest of his life and led to the difficulties that he was now facing. The reason he had started the group was because he wanted to track her down and let her know the damage she had done. None of us knew anything about her, And Tommy was never able to find anything about her on the internet or by calling the school. So Tommy did not get what he wanted to get out of the group. His posts about Happy Hannah got more and more disturbing. 
They weren't violent. There was just a lot of anguish, and it was sad. Finally, one day, Tommy's wife, posting from his account, asked that we stop talking to Tommy about the Happy Hannah story. And then the next day, the group was gone. It had been deleted. All of the Facebook stuff happened like 10 years ago, so I am happy to tell you that Tommy's doing fine. I wanted him to listen to this before I released it, so I got in touch with him. Shortly after the Facebook group was shut down, him and his wife got a divorce, and he wanted me to know that something strange had happened. He was trying to get back into the social scene, so he reached out to some of the people from the Facebook group that still lived in New Jersey, this guy Mike in particular, who also sat at our table in first grade, and they started hanging out. And through Mike, he met this woman named Nikki. And now Tommy and Nikki are married. And he says it's the happiest he's ever been. So naturally, I asked what he thought about Happy Hannah now. He said, it's undeniable that if Happy Hannah had never come to our classroom, the series of events that led to him being the happiest he's ever been never would have happened. He was quick to follow that up with, if things go south with him and Nikki, it could lead to him being the saddest he's ever been, and then his perception of Happy Hannah might change again. I said to him, there is one other possibility you haven't mentioned that would take Happy Hannah out of the equation entirely. And he said, what's that? I said, you might not be real. You might just be some version of me, some character that my mind created in this dream, and I'm actually asleep in my sister's pink bedroom, and tomorrow I'll wake up. I'll catch the bus, and I'll see the real Tommy when I get to school. I sat there with the phone to my ear, waiting for him to laugh at my joke. He never did. He left me hanging for about ten seconds, and then said goodbye. Rob Tells Tales is produced by me, Rob Tiffin. I had some additional editing help from Ben Lamb. The cover art is by Marcella Johnson. She also came up with the title. The end credits music is by Poddington Bear. You can find us on Instagram, Facebook, and at robtellstales.com. This podcast would have not been possible without Ben, Marcella, and Melanie. Thank you, and thanks for listening.